Hello and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week I'm bringing you no nonsense, no BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hey, this is Andrea, your oh-so-motivated host on the Profitable Practice Podcast, and this is the very first episode. So I'm really excited to be starting this podcast, and of course, as we go through things, I'm going to get better at some things. There's some things that are kind of going to be a miss, um, but I just want you guys to know that for the past few years now, I have really been trying to come up with ideas that we can create um programs or other sort of tips or tricks or something that I can do to offer you guys, the healthcare community, some extra support so that you understand that you don't need to be a struggling practitioner anymore, that it is possible for you to be successful in the healthcare industry and the healthcare business. And so this is one of those things that I'm doing now is this podcast. Um, And I know at least for me personally, I'm in my car a lot. I'm traveling from one of my three practices um, every single day of the week, except for Sundays. And I find that the radio can get really boring. I mean, I've heard enough Taylor Swift songs to know them all by heart. And you can only hear so much of the news before they start repeating that. So... I listened to podcasts myself and I thought, you know what, this would be a perfect opportunity for you guys to learn from me without having to put in any extra effort because we know that time is of the essence and when we get home, typically, if you're like me, you have a husband and a daughter or a son and animals galore at my place to take care of. So while you're in the car, you really have nothing else that you can do because we know you guys aren't going to be texting or sending any emails in your car, so you might as well sit back and listen to my podcast. And the one thing that I did find is when I did a search for podcasts, whether it be health-related or business-related, I didn't find that there were many that were, number one, done by a healthcare practitioner, talking to healthcare practitioner about business, and they're still doing the business side of it themselves. I find that there's a lot of people that are discussing business, but they're doing it from a sort of business coach perspective, but they're not necessarily in the trenches. They're not doing the work. They're not seeing how the trends are. And I know, especially to my naturopaths in Ontario with the new um, legislation and the new regulations that we have, it's really transformed a lot of what we can do as business owners, um, as a naturopathic business owner, especially. So, you know, having me alongside you, teaching you these things and sort of, you know, this is what I'm doing now because this has changed is going to be so fundamentally important to you. So I thought, why not? make a podcast to connect with you guys. Um, And as I said, this is my first one and we'll kind of see how it goes, but bear with me guys. This show is going to blow your mind and I want you to know that I am your biggest supporter. Um, And it's just that I just want to change the dialogue. So often, especially in the naturopathic community, I've been hearing naturopaths and other healthcare practitioners just say there's no way that we can make 
practice my career. I know of so many um, naturopaths that are running their practice and have a second or third job just to make ends meet. And that is just not necessary, guys. I can tell you from me um, that it's possible to have this be sort of your mainstay. This is your um, number one income generating thing. And the key thing that we're going to be talking about over these podcasts is it doesn't necessarily have to be from income you raise in your practice alone. We're going to talk about um, residual income and little extra tips and tricks that you can do to start generating this income that doesn't require any time or money on your part, maybe a little bit of effort in the beginning for long-term gain. And that's really where I've put most of my investments when it comes to myself and my business, especially since I rebranded to the Maxim Movement. Um, A lot of money's been put into this and we're going to talk about that in greater detail. And so, you know, let's also be honest that what we learn in medicine and what stimulated our passion to do this in the first place was not about the money. It was not around starting a business and what that was all about. It was always about helping and treating our community. And I just want to be very clear that even though I'm a naturopath myself, I know you guys are kicking ass in that department. You guys are, you know, taking care of your patients and offering wonderful, wonderful support in that area. So that's not what we're going to be talking about. Let me take care of the business side, the business thinking and the prepping so you don't need to worry because Honestly, guys, enough is enough. And as I said, we're going to change that conversation from all that negativity around being a naturopathic doctor who's constantly struggling to run a practice, and we are going to turn you into a totally bad mama jamma healthpreneur. And yes, I am bringing back bad mama jamma. And it is, of course, possible. Um, And I'm the perfect example of not luck. It's always hard work meeting opportunity. I definitely don't believe in luck or lucky charms. I just know foot to the pavement, nose down, get stuff done. Um, And so, you know, what we really want to be talking about and what I really want you to understand with this podcast is, you know, this is going to grow and this is going to evolve just like our businesses do. And that's why I want to be kind of alongside you to help you grow your business as, as I grow my business too. So, you know, later on, there's going to be things where I used to do and they used to work really well. But as you know, things change and times change and everybody wants that quick fast result, I'm going to tell you how I've started to change my business over. Um, And I will tell you guys, I have made a lot of mistakes along the way. And I need you to understand that this podcast and myself is no BS. Tell it like it is. I'm going to tell you exactly where I went wrong. I'm not going to give you just some fluffy answer that is it doesn't relate to anything. I'm going to tell you exactly um, the mistakes that I made, some incredibly costly, some a huge waste of time. And as I said, I've put a ton of money into my business and we'll talk about sort of which of those um, avenues were successful and what my mindset was around making those investments. Because the other thing we have to remember is as a true entrepreneur, you have to not be afraid of taking risks. And that's the other hang up that I find with a lot of people in the healthcare profession is they want to do everything on the cheap. They don't want to invest in, you know, if you had the opportunity to go into a wonderful practice that was guaranteed to make you money 
people won't take that opportunity because they don't want to pay rent and that's a real problem right so what I'm saying here is is I really need to make sure that you understand that if you want to be successful in business you do need to be willing to step up and take those risks so if putting a thousand dollars a month or more just to get a part of this beautiful practice that's going to generate you four or five times that investment it's worth it and that risk tends to drive people when we put money behind things it tends to drive us to get things done working on splits or working in a place where they don't expect any money from you typically doesn't drive people to be successful and so one of my favorite quotes that comes from one of the youngest billionaires in the world and you guessed it our dear friend Mark Zuckerberg said the biggest risk is not taking any risk and in a world that's changing really quickly the only strategy that is guaranteed to fail is not taking risks. So I really want you to think about that when it comes to what you're actually doing in your business and how you're putting yourself forward. And quite honestly, this is really the platform that the podcast is bringing is we're going to talk about how you can take calculated risks without having the challenges and the screw ups and all the negativity that can happen like I did early on. But the most important thing, the most important thing that I need to hear from you guys is what are your struggles? I'm going to be talking about mine, but if I can make this podcast geared towards you so that you can get the most out of it, then I need to hear back from you. So what do you want to know more about? What sort of topics do you want me to talk about? Um, you know, subscribe to the podcast, obviously. Uh, share your trials with me on my Facebook page, The Maxim Movement, um, and definitely leave reviews. Let me know what I'm doing well what you don't like what you do like and of course as I said the more you get to know me the more you're gonna find out that I'm not gonna put any fluff into this so I'm not gonna be hiding anything from you and since I started my private practice back in 2011 honestly guys it has just been me this whole time so if you know me already or you're just starting to get to know me today and you look up online what I've been able to accomplish everything that you see there was done by me the YouTube channel all done by me my websites all done by me managed by me these are the things that I'm going to be teaching you about for the most part because I need you to understand that the more we can invest in your knowledge and your ability to do things on your own, again, the more profitable you're going to be because if you get caught with not run, knowing how to run your website and you always have to ask your web developer to make changes, number one, they're not going to put you high on the totem pole unless you're paying them to be um, for, for you to be there. And sometimes those changes that you want done yesterday by your website developer might not be done for a couple of weeks. And then, of course, there's an extra two, three, sometimes a thousand dollars just to make some of those changes that you want. So we're going to talk about that throughout these podcasts is how you can make some of these things work for you. And honestly, everything in my business, I have 100% control over. There isn't anybody in my team. I don't have a business coach. I don't have a receptionist. Well, that's a bit of a lie. I have a very, very part-time receptionist at my Caledonia office who just does the administrative stuff, but I don't have a marketing team. I don't have an assistant. It's just me running everything, including this podcast guy. So if I can do it, you can do it. And um, for those that are listening, I want to be also very clear about who I'm speaking to. So 
this podcast is going to speak to people who are just like me, people that are um, just starting out and want some support and they're doing it all on their own, people that are struggling in practice and they're doing it all on their own. Most importantly, you need to be willing to take risks and you need to be willing to take action. And action is probably the biggest hang up that even myself, I will get lazy and I'll say, oh, I wish I'd done this or I should be doing this. And I just instead sit on my butt and watch a movie just to kind of escape the entire idea of doing anything. But to be honest is if you're not an action taker, then there's no point in continuing to listen listen to my podcast because it's not going to bring you any further success than where you are. So if we're just sitting around waiting for people to come into the office, it just doesn't work that way, especially for healthcare practitioners. So um, if you're always coming up with excuses why you shouldn't move forward, why you shouldn't take action, why you shouldn't put a little bit of investment here, there, or the other place to learn more, to gather a new skill, to offer something new to your practice, then honestly, you can just turn this podcast right off because it's not for you. Um, I'm, I love, love, love my action takers. I love the people that come to me and say, you know, I want to surround myself with the best so that I can be the best. I love the people that say to me, you know what, Andrea, I will find a way to make this work. Those are the type of people that I'm really talking to here. And it's you that's really going to be getting the success. And if you do want more one-on-one -on -one consultation, one-on-one -on -one, um, care with me, someone to kind of, you know, hold your hand a little bit as you get things going, by all means, visit my website and that's going to take you there for sure. Um, so for today, what I wanted to do was I'm going to throw out sort of my Andrea's top 10 list of what you need to do to be successful in practice. And so the first thing that I find, and this is going to be number 10, we're going to do it just like uh, Letterman. 10 is the first one, is you need to create a dream board. Now, I actually did this with a patient of mine. She was struggling with um, a lot of mental, um, emotional things, just couldn't get her head straight, didn't have the motivation to do things that she wanted to do. And so I told her, I said, okay, your um, prescription for this weekend is to create a dream board. And if you do it, I'll do it. So literally that day when I got home from practice, I grabbed a really old cork board that I had from God knows when. It was probably from when I was in high school, maybe even earlier. And I started printing out all of the images that I wanted to attach to this dream board. So on one side of the dream board, I had all of my business aspirations, everything that I wanted to achieve in business at some point in time in my life. And then on the other half of my dream board, I listed all of the personal things that I wanted. Because yes, we are talking about business, but you also have to have a life. You are, you know, you are not your business. You are just running your business. So um, I listed everything that I wanted um, out of life um, for my personal self and for my business. And I hung up this cork board literally next to my bed. And every time I went to bed, I looked at it. And every time I woke up, I looked at it. Um, and I can tell you that slowly but surely, a lot of these things are start starting to come true. So of course, um, 
I put, you know, a million dollar check or a million dollar dollar bill on here. I am not a millionaire yet, but I'm, you know, I'm 32 years old. I have a lot of life to live and a lot of time to achieve that kind of money. So a lot of the things that I've been doing right now is laying that foundation for later so that I don't need to work nearly as hard as my family grows and as I get older. But the most important thing that happened was at the time I was single, I really wasn't sure how I was going to meet a guy because I was working in my office seven days a week, literally putting 60 hours a week, if not more, into my business. And so I wrote down exactly what I wanted out of my family. So I drew me with a little doctor bag. Um, I had two cats at the time, but I always wanted to have a dog. And I listed exactly what I wanted out of my husband. And it was brown hair. He would have good business sense, fairly athletic, be around 5'10". 5'11", because that's my ideal height, um, a nice smile, you know, just forever crazy love, and that we would grow our family, and I, I'm really regretting this to this day. My first child I put was a, a daughter, which we do have. My second pregnancy appears that I want to have twin boys. My goodness, guys, if I have twins, I have no idea what I'm going to do with myself, but Anyways, so that actually came true. Um, when I met Scott back in 2013, he is 5'11", beautiful smile, brown hair, and he's made my dream board start to come true. So that's the power of a dream board, and I encourage every single one of you to take, it literally took me two hours, and it felt like a nice, nice sort of craft, creative project. And put it up and put it up in a place that you're going to look at every single day because that's really the only way things start to happen is when you put it out to the universe, the universe listens. Um, the other, so this is number nine. Number nine is focus, focus, focus. And literally in my car, I had a stone that I wrote the word focus on. So every time I got in my car, I would see that and it would remind me, okay, if you want something, then you really have to focus. So you could put it on your bathroom mirror. You could put that word in your car or your wallet and just look at it every single day. And so the other thing, um, number we're at number eight now, is if someone else has done it, you can do it too. And this is such um, an issue that I find around... Um, entrepreneurship is that we feel we need to make something new, something novel. And the thing of it is, is even if your biggest mentors have done all these things already, most likely your community hasn't even heard of them. So there's no point in wasting all that brain power and trying to do something that someone else has already done and has already proven to be successful. Of course, put your own spin on it, but my goodness, you can recreate seminars, you can recreate YouTube videos, you can recreate detox programs, um, recreate a website that you really like, you know, recreate that people have been on TV as a guest and um, news uh, radio shows, um, TV radio shows, even like the small little cable 14 type shows, they're always looking for new people to interview and that could be you. I mean, you can write a book. I did it. And we're going to talk about how that process went and how possible it is to be an author and what a difference it makes when you have author behind your name. Um, and, you know, if you don't want to write a book, you can at least write articles. So number six, develop the millionaire mindset. So understand that while we're talking about business, and yes, this is an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people, that we are going to be talking about money. 
Money is what makes you profitable. Money is what offers you some level of security. And this is something we have to be very comfortable about talking about. And as you're asking me for questions and, and help and things like that, do not be afraid to put out there, you know, I just invested $500 into this and I don't know how to get that money back. Or I feel like I've wasted thousands of dollars and I don't know what to do now. So this is something that I need you to not necessarily be afraid of. Um, and so I have a list of um, sort of 14 reasons why developing the millionaire mindset is so important. This came from Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth book by T. Harry Ecker. So number one, Rich people believe I create my life. Poor people believe life happens to me. Rich people are committed to being rich and poor people want to be rich. Rich people think big and poor people think small. So rich people are always thinking about the bigger picture. I want to have a multi-million dollar business, even though right now I'm bringing in $5,000 a month. Or, um, you know, I can't wait to take my business to a 1,400 square foot space when right now I'm just sitting in a 400 square foot space. Whereas I find a lot of poor people are just like, oh, well, I just need to make an extra $100 tomorrow. And that's all they're thinking about is I just need to make sure I pay my bill this month. And that's, that's kind of where they stop. Rich people focus on opportunities. Poor people focus on obstacles. So that's why I said it's not about luck. It's about hard work meeting opportunity and taking advantage of those opportunities when they come in. Your opportunity might be to call out to me and make sure or ask me for help and then we can do one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, rich people admire other rich and successful people, whereas poor people resent rich and successful people. And that's really not the mindset you want to be in. Rich people associate with positive, successful people. You are the five people you surround yourself with. So, you know, you want to be surrounded by people that are making waves, that are doing big steps, that are um, improving the lives of themselves and their community. Whereas, um, oh, sorry, whereas poor people associate with negative or unsuccessful people. Rich people are willing to promote themselves and their value. Poor people think negatively about selling and promotion. Rich people are excellent receivers. Poor people are very poor receivers. They don't necessarily want a handout. They don't want to hear what people are offering them. Rich people manage their money very well, whereas poor people mismanage their money well. Rich people have money work hard for them and poor people work hard for their money. This is a, a really big one. Rich people act in spite of fear. They don't let fear hold them back, whereas poor people will always let fear stop them in their tracks. They won't move forward out of that fear. What's going to happen? And finally, rich people constantly learn and grow and poor people think they already know everything. So this is sort of that millionaire mindset that you must develop. So now moving on to number, where are we now? Kind of re, um, same thing that I said, number six, do not reinvent the wheel, but make it better. And again, this is a follow-up from number eight. 
You don't have time necessarily, guys, to create a brand spanking new program or a brand spanking new seminar series. Um, you need to spend your time watching and learning from other people that are already doing it and just kind of redo what they're doing. So for me, I always wanted to be Dr. Natasha Turner. She wrote a book. She's killing it as a woman entrepreneur. She runs an incredibly successful practice. So I thought, well, I'll just do everything that she's done. And so slowly but surely, I'm starting to not nearly as successful as her just yet, but I'm starting to make my own path. Um, so some people to watch that I would encourage would be um, people like Sean Croxton. He's done a phenomenal job at creating his, um, his um, you know, probably million dollar business um, just by using online, free tools online, and was just very consistent with it. James Wedmore, huge on YouTube. Um, Amy Porterfield, huge with Facebook. Dan Kennedy, a wonderful businessman to be following. Seth Godin, wonderful, wonderful books he's written about um, how to really make yourself uh, separate from other people. You know, be that purple cow in the field that people will pay attention to. Jeff Walker, another great guy for Facebook and business coaching. Um, now, number five, build your list. So for the next few years, I really want you to start focusing on building your email list. How can you start offering people free things, free um, lists of, you know, your favorite go-to health books, free um, ebooks that you've created, free videos. Get people to start coming to your website, even if they may not turn into a uh, patient, they may turn into someone who might buy something as a residual item that you create down the road. And, you know, this list is literally your gold nugget. This is really what's going to help drive your business and continue to drive your business. And on average, only 10 to 20% of your list will be active and engaged, but the larger that list, the larger that 10 or 20% becomes. So even starting with free tools like MailChimp, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and then starting to do free seminars, free workshops, free webinars, all these things are phenomenal ways to drive traffic to your website and collect those emails. Number four, socialize like the real housewives of dot, dot, dot. So social media is honestly one of the biggest landscapes that we have to help drive and create a successful business. So like how many people are on Facebook right now? I think there's at least a billion people on Facebook that I heard on the radio this week that are using it constantly. And this is a wonderful way to get people engaged with you. And of course, and most importantly, getting to know, like, and trust you. So you do have to be establishing some sort of rapport, getting people to know your story, why you're doing what you're doing, and get them to connect with you. Because people don't buy brands anymore. They buy people. They buy communities. They buy feeling like they're a part of something greater than they are. So you have to really start um, changing your wording, changing um, your Facebook posts and your Twitter posts to something that benefits them and allows them to connect with you. 
Number three, do not do it alone. And while I said, yes, I am almost a self-made woman, I definitely had people that helped me here or there, little sprinkles of support, little sprinkles of help. So, you know, I did consult with a business coach a few times just to make sure that I got an idea and insight on what their clients were doing that was working for them. And I have hired a PR consultant in the past to get me those connections that I needed to further my business on my own. And of course, I had someone design my one of three websites. In fact, I think he designed all three websites, but finally, the one that I'm sticking with is the Maxim Movement. So I'm not a web designer, but I learned how to run the back end of my website so I can manipulate it how I so choose. And then of course, of course, and this is something that we so rarely do, is I find a lot of NDs are kind of out for themselves. They're not willing to share. They're not willing to coach other NDs. And that was one thing that I never wanted to be is, you know, I tried to get into the naturopathic school to teach the business course. It didn't work out. So here I am with you guys here. Um, you know, talk to NDs that are willing to talk to you and willing to share everything. You don't want to be wasting your time with people that give you, again, frou-frou fluffy answers because that's not going to help you in your business. So reach out to people. And of course, I'm always here for you guys. Um, find a way to stand out. So as I did, I it was an epiphany that I, I created literally while I was driving home on the highway. And I was like, man, my last name is pretty killer and I'm really not using it to my advantage. I should just maximize everything. Maximize your health, maximize your digestion, maximize your hormones. And that's what... I did is I created the Maxim movement and I loved that because as a movement it's getting one person from one place to another, moving them towards something greater, moving them towards a better place of health. This is what the Maxim movement stands for and from that branched Maximized Health, my first book. Um, and so find a way to stand out, find a way to um, have people remember you. And I've had strangers come up to me and be like, oh yeah, I know you because you use your last name and your branding, which I think is so brilliant. I'm like, yeah, I know. I thought of that all on my own. So this is something that you need to start thinking about is what can you start to do that a lot of your colleagues aren't doing and especially aren't doing consistently. And then finally, and this is probably the most important one, is whatever you do, you have to be consistent with it. So if you're going to start doing YouTube posts, you have to do it every week. If you're going to start doing Facebook posts, you almost have to do it every single day and engage with your audience. You can even schedule all of your social media posts using a free tool called Hootsuite. And that's an easy thing for you to do. But understand that you know, success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out, says Robert Collier. Or if you want to be taken seriously, be consistent. We become, we, sorry, we become what we want to be by consistently being what we want to become every day. Quote by Richard G. Scott. So, be consistent. Whatever you're going to do, commit to it. Make sure that, you know, you schedule yourself time and some of these things can take a couple of hours and some of these things can take a couple of minutes. So please, whatever you do, be consistent. So that is my top 10 list of things that you can do to start to become successful. And I hope you reach out to me. Um, I would love again to hear from you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel 
Um, leave your reviews, leave your questions on my Facebook page, The Maxim Movement, and definitely contact me or visit my website. All right, I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca.